You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. To rule is to control, restrain, or limit something or somebody. To rule is also to exercise authority over something or somebody, including yourself. You have to put yourself in check daily. One writer say, I die daily. Paul told saints who were experiencing or having trouble with self to put self under subjection. In order to rule properly, you have to learn to make adjustments. Uh, to regulate certain things about yourself. Yeah, if, if you used to talking a whole lot and, and you consider what James and other writers say in reference to the tongue, you have to make adjustments and not talk so, so much. You have to make adjustments if you're going to rule yourself. Now, God, in his sovereignty, made us free moral agents. Therefore, we have the capacity to rule or control our spirit. Yeah, we have the capacity to rule or control our spirit. And, of course, spirit is a complicated word. In one sense, spirit has to do with your, your behavior. Folk going to make you angry, but you have to rule your spirit when that happens. You have to control your behavior. You, you can't go back to the old you, nor can you allow your present flesh to cut up. Woo, I said you can't go back to your old way of doing stuff, nor can you allow your present flesh. Because, you know, the flesh is in contrast to God. So you can't let your flesh overrule what God has told you to do. How many agree with that? 
You have to rule your behavior. But spirit also has to do with your words, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. And so you have to learn to rule your feelings. Because if you allow your feelings to take over, you'll be depressed all the time. You have to do something about what your feelings want you to do. You have to let your feelings know I'm in charge here. I'm going to feel the way God told me to feel. I'm going to think the way God told me to think. Can we do that? Yes. Biblically, we can. Yes. Philippians 2 and 5, let this be in that was also in James even said we can control what we say. He said, he said to us, be slow to speak. So that means we can slow up. We can speak what we should speak. Now, I know you'll slip up, what we used to call it, the slip of the tongue. <laughs> but you can stop that and say only what the Holy Spirit is leading you to say. Because that's one thing the Holy Spirit was sent to do, to guide us into how much truth? John 16 and what? 13. When he has come, he will guide us into all truth. He's going to tell us how to do certain things. Uh, basically, going to help us behave the way we need to, to behave. But again, you have to keep in mind as a free moral agent, you have a choice whether to, to rule your spirit or not. But there are consequences when you choose not to rule your spirit. But there are also blessings when you choose to rule your spirit. And, and I want to just consider... Um, what God said in reference to uh, Cain not we're having the choice to rule his spirit or to do the right thing and consider what he chose to do. Let's go to uh, Genesis 4. The book of Genesis, fourth chapter. We are experts at finding Genesis. Yes, we are. All we got to do is go to the front of the Bible and boom, there it is. Now Abel presented the Lord a better offering than Cain. And Cain didn't like it. He got angry. And so God says this to Cain in Genesis 4 and 7. After he got angry and his countenance had, had fallen, or basically uh, his spirit 
started to cut up. He started to behave in a way he shouldn't. He said to him in, in, again in Genesis 4 and 7, If you do well, will you not be accepted? Now notice the question. He asked him, if you do well, will you not? See, he, he has allowed his spirit to take control. His emotions, his feelings to take over. And so God just simply asked him, look, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And then the Lord goes on to tell him in verse 7, and if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And it's desire for you. But you should help me. You need to rule over that. If you don't do well, that means you, you done opened the door to sin. If you don't do well, you done opened up the door to sin. And again, he tells him, and his desire is for you. Sin wants you to do exactly what it wants. But notice again that latter part of verse 7. But you should rule over it. What's the implication? You got a choice. It's in your hand. You can do well or not. It's in your hand. So notice what happens. Starting in verse 8, Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. He didn't control his spirit or behavior. Didn't control his anger or emotions. Didn't do it. Kill his blood brother. And it came to pass when, when they were in the field again. That Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. Verse 9. Then the Lord said to Cain. Where is Abel your brother? Now notice how Satan has really started to control Cain now. John 10, 10, the first part says the thief comes not before the. John 8 and 44 says the devil is a liar and the father of lies. Notice again, God asked him, ask Cain, where's Abel, your brother? And look at this lie. You tell the devil is in him. I do not know. And folks actually use the next words. Am I my brother's keeper? Get smart with God. Am I my brother's keeper? God said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Knew he had killed him. And Cain knew he knew it. He knew God was omniscient and omnipotent. 
Verse 10. Again, what have you done? The voice of your brother cries out to me from the ground. Verse 11. So now you are cursed. He could have been well. But because he didn't rule his spirit, he ended up cursed. I got to bring in before I go any further. God changes not. Malachi 3 and what? 6. Verse 11 again. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond you shall be on the earth. But the bottom line, he was, he was cursed because he chose not to rule over his spirit. And again, you, you have to consider that God does not change. So the same can happen to us if we don't rule over our feelings, behavior. Attitude. It can happen to us. I don't want this to happen to me. I don't want to be cursed. I like being blessed. Matter of fact, I love being blessed. Why do you love being blessed so much, preacher? Because the blessings of the Lord makes one and he adds... I love being happy. Blessed folk are happy. When you're blessed, you can be going through trials, but you're still happy. Why? Blessed folk are happy. We're happy. Now, back in Proverbs 25, and 28 is very clear. And it's in line with what we just read in Genesis 4. Whoever you, the person next to you, behind you, or in front of you. Whoever has no rule over his own feelings. Behavior, if you don't have rule over your own spirit, you are like a city broken down without walls. You are like, you're going to have the same qualities, traits, characteristics, like a city broken down without walls. When something is broken, down in one sense 
it means that that thing is in ruin. In ruin. Ruin is complete failure. Can, can you imagine everything you touch fails? You can get a pile of money, but, but it seems like you can't hold on to any of it. Everything you touch Ruin happens. Complete failure. It says that when it comes to your situation, the state of it, it's a state of confusion. Keep in mind, we're talking about broken down. Confusion, no harmony, desolation. Remember what Jesus said in uh, Matthew 12 and 25 about a house? When a house is divided. It's in desolation. It's not going to stand. And so when I'm broken down, I, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm happy. I'm not happy. Simply because everything around me is ruined. And when you see something ruined, it's just, again, a state of disharmony, division, and inwardly, when you're in such a place, it's very easy to take on the spirit of being discouraged. Why? Because when you look at your situation or experience your situation, ruin after ruin after ruin, you can't help but to feel like you're cursed. And some of us have been there. We just felt like you were cursed. It, it, it's one thing to go through it because you know God allows it. And when all is said and done, he going to bless you for going through your trouble. You Remember the Bible says if you suffer or endure with him, you'll also what? Reign with him. But there's another thing when, when you don't do what God has told you to do. And you know that ahead of you is not no blessings. It's not no change. It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse because of your choices. Because of whose choices? Your choices. And you'll just be broken 
down. Broken down. Lastly, it's a sign of no prosperity. No better. No bigger. No goodness. No mercy. 3 John 2 says that the Lord wish that we'll prosper. But when you're broken down because of of the choices you made, no prosperity. Now, God will allow you to go low. And if you stay in his will, he'll bring you up. I said, if you stay in his will, he'll bring you up. You agree? Say to your neighbor, I don't want to be broken down. But let's take broken down a little further. Lord have mercy. We need, we need to take it just a little bit further. Let's go to uh, the book of Jeremiah. Chapter 48 is where I think I want to go. Jeremiah 48. And verse 20. Just want to look at the first sentence. Jeremiah 48. You you there? Verse 20. Notice the word real carefully. Moab is what? For he is what? When you're broken down, you feel and are dishonored. Shame. Why? You're broken down. You automatically going to enter into that state. Notice again the, the word. Look at it very carefully. Moab is, help me, for he is, man, ain't nothing going right for me. Why don't you change, repent? Why don't you repent? You, you've, had, you've heard folks that, that uh, are in the world not saved say, man, ain't nothing going right for me. Just seem like I'm just. Headed down. Same thing happened to my such and such. It's happening to me. Ain't nothing going right. And you tell them to get saved, they won't change the subject. But you know, similar happens in the church. Man, it just seemed like I just can't do such and such. You pray it, not all the time. You're in the word, I try. You hear that from Christians. You hear that from people in the church. You're being led by the Holy Spirit. Well, I try. But you know how it is. No, 
don't know how that is. I, don't, I used to know, but I don't know now. You, 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 have, to, you have to make adjustments. Remember I'm talking about ruling your spirit? You got to make adjustments. If you never make adjustments, you're going to keep going through the same things again and again and again. Yeah, folk want you to know uh, a feel for them when they tell you stuff, but sometimes you'll tell them, look, I, I, I don't know that because I done made adjustments and I'm moving on. You just need to make some adjustments. If you don't want to be cursed, repent so God can start blessing you. If you don't want to be cursed, do what God been telling you to do so he can bless you. Because if not, you will enter again into the same state that Moab entered simply because Moab was broken down. Shame, disrespect, dishonor, uh, a complete portrait of God having took his hands off. How many understand me? It's very important. And remember again, back in Proverbs 25 and 28, when you don't rule your spirit, you are like or you have the traits of a city that is what? Broken down. And when you broke it down, you can see it and feel it. Am I right? Well, yeah, you know I'm right. All of us have been in a place where we had to repent to get better. Or we had to make some changes in order to get better. Y'all still love the preacher? We'll go with the preacher to Second Kings. Lord have mercy. I think I want to go to Second Kings 11. We want to look at the opposite of when you uh, don't want to be broken down. Time to get some smiles on your face. <laughs> or on some faces. Consider uh, 2 Kings 11, verse 6. The last sentence in the verse. Ready? You shall keep the watch of the house, and biblically, your house is considered the temple of what God, which is and your and, and the house is also considered your what your body or your being, your spirit, your soul, and your your body. But notice again, you shall keep the watch of the what, lest it be what you got to watch. You got to pay attention and you have to do what's right based upon your observation. Yeah. You have to watch if you don't want to be a house that's broken 
down. You got to watch. Man, I ain't praying like I, I need to. Let me. I got. Man, I got to change my finances. I got to get to giving. Better. Giving and shall be what? You got to start paying attention to what you're doing to yourself. And then you got to make the adjustment. Man, I feel weak all the time. I, I, I got to, Lord, I got to start praying more. Lord, Jesus said in Luke 18 and 1, men not always to pray and not to faint, lose heart, or get weak. You got, you got to watch, pay attention, and make adjustments. Do what needs to be done. And you won't be broken down. Or if you are broken down, you start watching, you can get yourself together. Y'all ain't looking at the verse. Y'all looking at me. Well, I mean, I want you to look at me now. But I also want you to consider what the verse is saying because it's bigger than me, right? Again, Proverbs, well, 2 Kings. 2 Kings 11 and 6, last sentence. You shall keep the watch of the what? Lest it be what? I got to keep watch. I got to keep watch. Yeah. You, got, you, you have to watch what you put in your body ought to be what? You have, you, you have to watch what you listen to ought to start messing with your. You have to watch who you hang around because bad company corrupts. You have to watch what you say because death and in the power of the I mean, you, you just got to watch. Because if you don't watch, you'll mess around and, you, and your house will be broken. Dang. Man, you hang with certain folk, you'll get to thinking like they think. You put more time in TV than you do in God's word. You got to watch your priorities. You become primarily what you think, say, and do. You're around negativity all the time. You're going to start being negative. On the flip side of that, if you're around optimistic people, you're going to start being optimistic. When you look in Scripture, one of the best ways to describe Jesus or our Christ, he was optimistic. If we Christians, Christ-like, that means we should be the most optimistic people on earth. Jesus would show up when everybody was down, just like, just like when he showed up at the house and they looked, ain't no need and you ain't going in now. The girl died. We done checked her, we done checked her pulse. And of course I'm paraphrasing. But Jesus said, no, he ain't even went in the room. But Jesus said, no, she ain't, no, she ain't, she ain't, she ain't dead. She just sleeping. <laughs> she napping in there. I just need to go in there. She's sleeping. He wanted to make sure that 
the parents would not take on that same negative spirit that the folk outside the house had already took on. Had took it on to the point where they had called for the mourners. Want folks to come and grieve because of what, what they saw. You're a child of God. You don't walk by sight. I'm talking to the wrong folk over here. You seen how I would just wait for them to just come on and they wouldn't come with me? You a child of God. You don't walk by. That's how you react over here. Them word bearers over there. They, they supposed to be the main one that just go quote the scripture. But they just like. You got to be to the you have, you, you have to be to the point to where. You recognize that, that you got to watch out. You got to pay attention. And then you got to make the necessary adjustments. Because as a person, things will come at your mind. You will find yourself going along with something negative. You got to hurry up and say, good God, I've been thinking that negative five minutes. Let me change channels. You understand what I'm saying? As I close, you'll notice that back in Proverbs 25 and 28, he talks about, again, if you don't rule your spirit, you are like a city that is broken down. But get this, without walls. No walls. No walls. When you have no walls, there's two things I want you to remember about having no walls. You ready? Number one, you have no protection or refuge. Imagine being at a place of refuge, but having no protection. I'm a member of a place of refuge, but I ain't got no protection because you don't rule your spirit. Second, when you're without walls, it says about you that you are without strength. Without strength. At your lowest point, God can give you strength. The clearest evidence of that is Jesus himself. This man had, had been put to a pole. Beaten. Not just ten times. We, we, we know how, how, it, how it was. At least some of us. I know some of y'all ain't never had no weapon. I know, I'm just saying, some of y'all ain't never had no whip. But some of us remember how it was to just get six or seven whipping with that switch. We'd be turning it. How many remember that?
And we remember how, how it hurt. Not just when we got it, but for days. We had moths on our arms, our back. That said we had got a whipping with a switch, belt, or something else. We could see the marks, but Jesus not only had marks, he was covered with his own blood. Get this, from his crown to the sole of his feet. Before he even got to the whipping pole, they put a crown of thorns on his head. We ain't talking about no sticker brow. And a sticker brow hurt if you ever, if you ever, you sitting there picking blueberries. Well, no, 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 you sitting there picking blackberries and mess around and stick your thumb or finger with one of them little brows. Now that hurt. But we ain't talking about somebody this small. We, we are talking about a thorn. Not a briar, a thorn. Something as sharp as a knife. Not made out of metal, made out of wood. He stuck it on his head. And he started just bleeding from his, from his crown. Blood started flushing. But then on, on, on the whipping pole, somebody just rearing back, hitting him. And at the end of the whip, a little ball with spikes on it. When you're talking about them little plastic football <laughs> spikes. Metal spikes sharpen so they can go in and pull out the flesh. Some people didn't even make it to the cross of God got the hill because of the beating on the pole. 39 times, the, the maximum. Some wouldn't get but 10. Some wouldn't get but 15. But the maximum penalty was 39. That's what he got. 39. And after all that, he got to take the same pole. After bleeding now from his back all the way down. And we done seen how, how you can just be cut and blood will just start gushing out. I mean, blood just flowing it, but he got to take that pole and go up a hill. A low point, low point. Blood coming out? What, what's the thing with this blood, Pastor? You keep bringing up life, breath. 
existence is in the blood. He didn't stop, even though he was bleeding from here down. Blood going everywhere, but he kept, he kept going. Even at your lowest point, you can keep, you can keep going if you're doing right. And we got folk in here, I thank God. I, I just seen uh, Brother Newell walk in. Man, I've been through. God knows what all he done been through, but yet he still pressed his way to God's house. Ella Thomas. Boss lady. I've been through all kinds of stuff, but still, I got to press my way. Doing the same thing that Jesus did coming up that hill. Yeah, when you do right. Lord have mercy. But when you rule your spirit, being broken down cannot control you if you rule your spirit. You can reverse it. You can reverse it. Even if you've been broken down, if you rule your spirit, you can reverse it. How many understand that? But now getting back to being without walls, again, the two things that represents is number one, you are without protection or refuge. Number two, you are without strength. But even when you are without strength again, with God's help, if you do right, you can still do what you need to do. Amen? I'm closing with this uh, verse in Isaiah. I think I want to go to Isaiah. Chapter 60. This is what I'm closing with. Isaiah 60. Y'all still feel all right? The teaching being a blessing to you? Isaiah 60, we want to consider verse 18. And we want to look at that last clause in, in uh, Isaiah 60 and 18. Ready? Isaiah 60 and 18. Ready? But you shall call your walls what? You shall call your walls what? Say to your neighbor, you need walls. Because your walls are salvation. You need refuge. You need protection. You need strength. Because your walls are, help me. You got to have salvation. You, don't just, you just don't have salvation when you come down and, and be transformed from a sinner into a saint. Salvation is something you need every day. Biblically, salvation is what? Threefold. God delivers, protects, and prospers. 
God. But if I don't rule my spirit, I'm without walls of salvation. If I don't check my feelings, don't check my attitude, check my mind, I'm without walls of salvation. I'm driving it. Say to your neighbor, you don't want to be without walls, do you? No, y'all didn't get it. Say to another neighbor, you don't want to be without walls. And then say, do you? Or ask him, do you? No. Because if you don't have walls, you're without what? The conclusion of it all. Rule or be broken. And I'm going to stop right there. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise.